Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of The Bond Brain. I'm your host, Bud West. In previous episodes, I took a look at things that, that were in the movies and the books and kind of pulled them out and looked at whether or not there were any intellectual benefits to doing those things. But in this episode, I, I want to kind of change tack and approach things from a different way. And that is look into how we mentally prepare for something. More specifically, I want to link into how we mentally prepare to play poker. Casino Royale is, is absolutely one of my top three Bond films. And what I really like about it is, is several elements that really draw me in. And I always like the ones with the tropical settings, Dr. No, Thunderball, the same way with the books. But I've played poker for a very, very long time, not competitively, just for fun. And so when they changed Baccarat to poker for Casino Royale, I got pretty psyched about that. Now, I, I always thought Baccarat for the character was kind of a, a bizarre choice. And my guess is, though I, I don't know for certain, is that possibly Ian Fleming enjoyed the game. Uh, unless it was a scriptwriter type of thing. But it always seemed to me to be a far less challenging game than many of the others. Now, in the books, Bond plays a few games, and one of them he plays in Moonraker is Bridge, which is far more challenging, I believe, than Baccarat. So when they switched to poker for Casino Royale, I thought, great, this this can create the possibility, open the possibility for more tense moments, a little more standoff in the way of bluffing and staring down Le Chiffre. And quite frankly, when they did the film, I thought they, they really did an excellent job of depicting the game and creating enough moments in the film that, you know, guys sitting at a table playing cards came across as very exciting. Now, I've played quite a bit of poker over the years. I, I don't play competitively or anything like that, but it was a way for decades on end for me to stay in touch with guys that I went to school with as a kid. So we would gather once a month and play poker. I've played a couple times at uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City in a sit-and-go tournaments, very low stakes. Recently, though, I, I got to play Spy Style, um, even though it wasn't for real money, uh, you know, I got to play In a Tux, which felt very Casino Royale to me, so that was a lot of fun. I got that opportunity on a New Year's Eve. There is an event called the Spy Gala that occurs in Washington, D.C. It's been happening for over a decade and a half. Uh, hat tip to uh, being James Bond. He's the guy that threw a great video out there, sold me on the event. My wife and I went. It was an awesome time. And part of that event is that they have a mock casino. So I got to sit in my tux, play Texas Hold'em for a while for part of the night. There were prizes at the end of the night. You got 1200 bucks in, in funny money, which between Texas Hold'em and my uh, Bond girl herself playing roulette, we turned the 1200 into 14000 uh, Unfortunately, though, the qualify for the prizes that were available for the big winners of the night, you needed about triple that amount of money. Nonetheless, it was an absolute blast. And, and I've always liked uh, the camaraderie and the fun and the mental challenge of playing poker. And it's a, it's a very popular game these days. It's still on TV. I think it's kind of dropped off a little bit, but you can still see it 
uh, almost every day on a channel somewhere on television, people playing in the poker tours across the world, and it's big money, people making a living at it now, and recognizable uh, personalities now since it's televised. Now, when I was a younger man, and in previous podcasts, I mentioned that I played chess, and that I play every day, and I've, I've done that for well over 20 years. Prior to that, I used to play in, in tournaments, so I would travel for tournaments. And before those tournaments, I would have a routine. I don't know if it really benefited me or not. It kind of got me into the chess mood to prepare for that event. So after Casino Royale, I went out and did a little investigation into what are some of the things that you can do to prepare to play poker. We all want to be as successful, even if it's with our friends, even if you're playing for nothing, there's no real money at stake, but still, even in any type of game you sit down, you want to win, or at least um, I hope you do. I have always found games and stuff to be far more fun when not only I try to win, but all of the players try to win. They're not just in it for, you know, the experience, and it's much more satisfying even when there's nothing on the line. Now, some of the things I came across as things that people do or how they prepare mentally to play poker, specifically Texas Hold'em, and I, I, some of them I was not shocked at. Some of them I thought were actually different and, and would not have occurred to me. There were also some things that I came across which I was um, kind of shocked at that really didn't directly relate to poker, but quite the opposite. One of those things was um, rest. Now, it's long, we've long known that, you know, the more rest you get, the more awake you are, the more alert you are. Because poker takes is an analytical game and you really want to take the emotion out of it and the stress out of it, you want to be wide awake and alert. So before a poker tournament or or a game, if you really, really want to compete, you really want to get that rest. As a result of that, though, I came across the fact that when your brain is tired, people tend to work on creative projects better. So I thought that was kind of odd, and that's that's definitely a topic for a future Bond Brain episode. Now, I've also spoken before about stress and how I kind of call it our Blofeld. It's it's the thing that works against us. It, it actually works to, to shrink our brain. Whereas activities uh, like playing poker, anything where we've got to make decisions have the opposite effect. So one of the things you want to do is eliminate as much stress as possible. I, I advocate that on a daily basis, but it can really, really hammer you and reduce your ability to compete when playing poker. One of the things I came across that I thought was very interesting was we often hear these days the term multitask and when you go to work you are probably expected these days to multitask but when I was doing investigation into this I found an interesting article that went into how the truth of the matter is no one can multitask it is literally impossible for our brains to actually multitask What we're really doing when we think we're multitasking is, and I believe the phrase was context switching. In other words, we're moving from one activity to another repeatedly, but we're not really multitasking. And though it wasn't really related to poker, I did find some articles regarding context switching and how it it actually slows us down because we have to go jump from topic to topic and retrieve previous information and then pick up where we left off and that possibly this 
big push in the business world today to multitask actually causes things to take longer, thereby costing more money. It's also proven that poker players apparently are very frequently, they are people who take naps. That's really my, my whole mission in life is to, is to get to that next nap. Um, I always thought it was funny that little children get that nap in the middle of the day and yet there's there literally are there's literally volumes of information out there talking about how beneficial it is for us to take a nap as adults in the middle of the day and how it makes us sharper and more productive i've always said hacks off to the nation of mexico the the siesta thing you guys are geniuses as far as i'm concerned i would love for that to be part of the american workday I also found several references to memory, and memory, of course, is very important when you're trying to sit there, you're at that Casino Royale, you've, you've got your, your dinner jacket on and your bow tie, and you want to do well, you need to remember the cards that have come out, and specifically, you want to remember how players react, and you, and you see that in the movie, and they go into, what does it tell? That little quirk or maneuver or something that that guy across from you does that that lady does she plays with her hair he rubs his eye she blinks a lot he scratches his neck when they are bluffing or when they are telling the truth because when it comes right down to it our vision is kind of king of our senses Apparently when we hear something, it commits to our memory, but when we see something, it actually has a much greater chance of being retained in our mind than just hearing. One article I read actually delved into the difference in poker players who were extroverts versus introverts, and it was really, really fascinating stuff. And people who are extroverts at times can, you know, kind of ostracize themselves because people will find their constant need to bloviate, sort of like mine on this podcast, you know, they, they can find that annoying. But when it comes to an extrovert, if that's one of your opponents, you can at times they've claimed use this to your advantage extrovert is always speaking always interacting and they're always looking for some kind of response and when they don't get the response that they want their brain seeks it again so in other words that response to their extroversion is is a the pleasure they get but when they don't receive that they keep they keep at it and there are poker players who claim that they can use that response or non-response on their own behalf as a way to gauge what the other player may be holding in their down cards now one other thing they went into and apparently it's not uncommon for professional level gamblers to use meditation to, to focus before they go into a poker tournament i'm not the kind of guy who can meditate it would turn into a nap for me which you know hey i'm all for that but meditation apparently is with some coaching you can really go down some mental avenues and prepare your brain for different situations and and it's not just poker players who do this there are other mental competitive events that people get into that meditation really makes a huge difference for them 
One more thing I, I came across, and it's something I already spoke about in one of my previous podcasts, is how exercise benefits your brain. It also benefits your willpower, and that is going to make you know a difference in whether you choose to stay in, how you evaluate situations, how quickly you process information. So again, it all comes back to you know you don't really think you're doing much for your brain on that five-mile run or that 20-mile bike ride or that 30 to 60 minutes in the gym but you really are benefiting yourself you know from the neck up and the neck down some of the things i spoke about obviously you could probably use in other card game situations i like everyone who's listening here i'm sure i I just really get into the bond movies i love casino royale i rewatch it constantly and so the poker scenes are some of the big scenes and very often these days i'll put one of these films on as i work around the room clean something maybe fold laundry iron iron a shirt uh, that there's a, a lot of other bond influencers out there that that don't realize that, that they're actually my my ironing buddies when i have to iron shirt or clothes for work i'm actually watching the bond experience and being james bond and um so you know hey thanks for the assist there guys on on you know making me uh, look look presentable for the office and and parties and stuff but there's those iconic scenes if i if i have a movie in as, as opposed to you know watching youtube or something and if it's casino royale i will pause and i will back up and i will watch the whole poker sequence and i i really really like those scenes you know i hope that if you're listening to this if if you're a poker player i threw an instagram poll out there and about half the people said that they actually played i you know i i hope that some of this can benefit you maybe you can use it in in other ways and incorporate it into whether you play serious poker whether you play in tournaments it's very common i mean there are you know sports youth sports teams coaches and and parents who hold benefit poker tournaments to make you know money for their you know for their sports teams and that's so there, there really is there's there's bar leagues there's you know grab a pint and, and play in the league and poker itself has really exploded it was exploding before casino royale i would bet the casino royale has something to do with um the fact that it's, that it's still around and that it was still going strong i think that there's a lot of influence there and the fact that they included it in the movie was really cool um, if it's had no influence on the on the poker scene at all i, w- I would find that very shocking I don't know how you would track something like that. I I really would find that kind of shocking. That's all I have for now. Thank you for listening. I'm Bud West. This is a Bond Brain, and the Bond Brain will return.